Well, hello and welcome. We are so set to do this this afternoon. John Scholes here and, of course, employment lawyer Lior Samfiru, courtesy co-founding partner Samfiru to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed, uh, reviewed law firm in this entire country. And if you're listening in Alberta or B.C., Welcome to the show. You just heard that number to call in. Always live and ready for you. For this next hour, one 399 9898 That's toll-free, of course. And the email address, which we can get to some of those hopefully a little later on in the day, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But the topic for today, it's a beauty. You're going to love this one. You can't always be legally fired even if severance is paid. What? We'll get to that. In just a bit, it's a good topic, but your phone calls in between that. So welcome to the show. It always makes it that much better when you uh, contribute and ask the questions, which a lot of us have always been wondering. So feel free to do that. But we always start off with the week that was, pal. How are you doing today? I couldn't do, couldn't be doing any better, John. Always excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Always uh, pumped up and ready to go. So if you have questions about employment law, about your job, your job security, maybe the work situation that you're dealing with, well, pick up the phone right now. Give us a call. And when you go to bed tonight, you'll be feeling better about your situation. You'll know what to do when you're back to work tomorrow, what to say. So take advantage of the fact that we're here for you to help you resolve that workplace issue or at a minimum, inform you about your rights. So many people right. don't understand their rights. They don't know the extent to which the law protects you. Well, by listening to this show, by hearing what we have to say, and of course, by calling us with questions, you'll, you'll have the power, you'll have the knowledge, and we are here to help you to make sure that those issues are resolved. And of course, if you want to take the next step after we speak on air, or if you just uh, want to talk to me, no problem. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. You can call, you can email, happy to, to chat and you know roll up my sleeves and hopefully get to work to actually help you resolve that workplace issue. But now that we know what we're here to do, let's do it. Uh, talk about a couple of situations that came across my desk just over the past uh, few days. So I, uh, I spoke with a, a gentleman. He had found himself in a very frustrating situation. A couple of months ago, uh, his co-worker had, had quit, left uh, the workplace. And his employer said to, to this gentleman, well, we need you to take over that other guy's job while we look for a replacement and you know uh, you know we need you to step up and do that for us he was hesitant because it meant a lot more work double the work longer hours a lot of stress and pressure and deadlines but he told him listen as long as you're telling me that you're going to replace the guy i'll I'll help you out i'll do it Uh, I'll, i'll be that good soldier but i can't do this forever so they said no worries one to two months that's all we need to find someone train them and get them in here so he did it. He, as he expected, it was incredibly difficult for him. He was doing two jobs. So fast forward about a month and a half, two months later, he, nothing has happened. There's no new employee. He's still doing that job. So he asks his boss, says, well, what's going on? You told me one to two months. Uh, that's all I have to do. And you haven't hired anyone. So the boss says, well, we're looking, we're thinking, we're, we'll do it. Yeah. They'll be fine. Uh, and he keeps following up with them uh, about the, about this every few days, and they give him the runaround. And very frustrated, not to mention exhausted, he calls me, and he wants to know, well, what do I do here, and do I have any rights? So this is an interesting situation, but it's not a complex one from a legal standpoint. And that is the fact that his employer changed the job. They made significant changes to the terms of his employment. 
the job that he used to have, that he was hired to do, is no longer the job he's doing. He's doing something very different. He's doing two jobs, not getting paid more, uh, working extra hard, double the hours, etc. His employer does not have a right to make that change. Even though they, they don't have someone else, that's the employer's issue, not the employee's issue. So right. what does this mean? Well, it means that he may be able now to treat this situation as a constructive dismissal. By changing the terms of his employment, by not uh, capping that at the two months, the employer can be looked at as having terminated his employment. So he has two options. He can continue working. The problem with continuing to work, he's going to be considered to have accepted this, and then he could be stuck in this role for good. That's option one, not a good option. Or the second option is he can treat his employment as being terminated and get severance. He's been there for right around six, six and a half years. He could be looking at as much as seven or eight months of severance. So he's deciding what he's going to do right now. But I wanted to remind everyone out there that it's not just a constructive dismissal if your employer takes something away. In some cases, it could be a constructive dismissal if they give you more than they should. In this case, they gave him another job to do. Essentially, he was doing two jobs. That's a big deal. That's a constructive dismissal. If you think your job has changed and it's a constructive dismissal, you really want to give me a call. Man, seriously, reach out to Lior for uh, matters that are even smaller or greater than that anytime. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, as mentioned, we're live, so you can give us a call and uh, chime in, ask your questions toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. What else you got going on, Bill? I spoke with a lady who uh, at some point uh, last year was put on a temporary layoff. Uh, I think it was COVID related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the details. It really didn't matter, really. Uh, she was put on a temporary layoff. I hadn't heard from her employer. And after a few months, I uh, found another job and started working in that job. So from her perspective, there was really nothing she was owed. She figured, well, I, I, I guess I quit because I found another job. I started working. She moved on. Well, recently, a friend of hers said, well, no, you actually may be owed something from that old employer of yours. You should call Lior and ask him. So thankfully, she did. Now, why do I say thankfully? Well, because when she was put on that temporary layoff last year, that, in fact, was a termination of her employment. Her employer did not have a right to do that. Remember, your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. If they do, you you can look at that layoff or you can treat that layoff as a termination of her employment. So by putting her on that layoff, they terminated her employment. That triggered her right to get severance. And the fact that she found another job later does not change that fact because of the, because she was already terminated by then. So very important to, to not assume that an employer can lay you off temporarily and not assume that what you do after that may eliminate mm. your rights so for her, she's owed a few months severance. I'm going to help her get that. It's not going to be complicated. Uh, and uh, you know, she listened to her friend. I'm glad she did. And I'm going to get to work, make sure she gets what she's owed. Great stuff. Let's get on to our topic in between uh, the phone calls that are coming through. That is, you can't always be legally fired, even if severance is paid. Uh, an employee cannot be let go. First off the, off the top here, Lior, when the employee suffers or maybe suffering from a disability. We've heard this time and time again. Big mistake by employers. So generally the rule, John, as you know, is your employer can let you go for most reasons as long as they pay you severance. And, you know, I hear often people that are frustrated that they feel 
their employer is not being honest, that they're saying they're restructuring, but they just replace them immediately. Unfortunately, an employer can do that. They don't have to necessarily be honest about the reason or have a good reason. As long as they pay severance, then they're okay from a legal standpoint. But there are situations like the ones we're going to talk about right now, where even if severance is paid and offered and, and dealt with properly, the termination itself can still be illegal. And the first one, as you said, if the employee is, is dealing with a disability issue, yeah. you cannot be let go because of a disability, because you have a serious medical issue. That's a human rights violation. That can't happen. So that may mean that even if you go off on a disability leave, well, your employer may not like the fact that you're off. Well, too bad. You're allowed to be off as long as your doctor says you need to be off. You cannot be punished, you cannot be demoted, and you certainly cannot be let go because of it. Now, if you're let go for unrelated reasons, the job just doesn't exist anymore, there's nothing they can give you, then and only then can your employer let you go and, of course, has to still pay you your full severance. But if your employer says, you know what, this employee gets sick too often or is off on disability leave, they're not reliable, let's let them go, illegal. And by the way, John... Even if that's part of the reason why you, the company decided to let you go, it's still illegal. So definitely, if you're let go while you're on a disability leave, you should always be concerned. You may be looking at a human rights violation. More of those talking points coming up and give you a chance here as we get into a break to grab a phone. Give us a call. You want to do so. It's easy. Toll free. one 9898 in Alberta and B.C. Ready to take your calls as we continue. More of the Employment Law Show is coming right up. And welcome back to the show. Good to have you along. If you're uh, one of our faithful listeners in Alberta and BC, we encourage you to give us a call and ask some questions here today. Uh, there is no dumb questions. There is a ton of questions, though, when it becomes uh, to the topic of your work life. Toll free, one 877 Reaching out to Lior anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I want to remind you that website's still there built perfectly free and anonymous as well pocketemploymentlawyer.ca not only the wealth of information having to do with employment law there as well but the severance calculator built into it that has been helped and been realized by tens of thousands about two million people have used the severance pay calculator and thought wow I had no idea that's what severance should be so you can uh, run yourself through that program take you about I don't know, 60 seconds, maybe less to do the severance calculator and uh, and do that. And then finally, to reach out to Lior after the show, you can do that anytime, one 821 5900 But we're pulling back the curtain on something you may not know much about, and that is you can't always be legally fired, even if severance has been paid. doesn't matter. Another example of that, Lior, is when the employee demands payment for outstanding, uh, you can have vacation pay, maybe overtime or holiday pay as well, right? So... You can't be let go for standing up for your rights. You cannot Mm. be let go for trying to get compensation for something that's legally owed to you. So that may mean you're owed vacation pay or overtime. I see this often with overtime. And you say, employer, well, you, you told me you'll pay me my overtime. Where is it? Employer lets you go. Illegal. And that employer can't make up for it just by paying severance. We call that a reprisal. A reprisal simply is a situation where your your, uh, company lets you go, punishes you, gets back at you, if you will, because you're standing up for your rights. That's not legal. That can happen. That's not something that the law accepts. You should always feel protected and empowered to, to pursue your rights. You also should feel comfortable to talk to someone 
if something is not going correctly in the workplace. And the company has to comply with its legal obligations. And by the way, you may say, well, I think they should pay me overtime or vacation pay. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Even if it turns out that you're not actually owed that, maybe you thought something was owed and you're wrong, the company can't say then, well, we don't owe it to you, but we're upset that you demanded, so now we're going to let you go. Even that's illegal. By by asking, by demanding, by even trying to get answers, you're protected. And a company that lets an employee go in that situation, not only is going to have to pay severance, we know that, but they're going to have to pay other damages, potentially even reinstate the employee with back pay. So there's significant repercussions for a company that punishes an employee who stands up for his or her rights. You know, Lior, for anybody listening and catch that going, oh, yeah, overtime. That's right. I forgot about overtime. I've been keeping some contemporaneous notes about how much overtime I've worked I haven't been paid for. I'm wondering how far I can go back and claim it. What's the answer to that? Well, generally speaking, you can go back two years to, to huh? pursue your uh, overtime. Now, there's some exceptions and exemptions that may make it shorter or longer in some situations, but the general rule is two years. If you think something is owed to you before you do anything, let's chat about that. One thing to, of course, remember with respect to overtime, you get overtime even if you're on a salary. You get overtime if you work that overtime, even if the company didn't ask you to do it. So uh, I see often employers getting it wrong and getting upset when they realize they have to pay overtime. Well, the law is the law. No point getting upset over it. And certainly if you're not getting paid what you're owed, you really want to give me a call. You'll get it even if they didn't ask you to do it. What if they ask you not to do it, but still to get the gig done, you had to do the overtime? Can you still claim it? I had a feeling you'll, you'll ask me that, John. <laughs> so so let, let's let's chat about that. That that's, does happen. Company says, we don't want you to work overtime. Now, generally speaking, if a company says to you, no, uh, we don't want you to work overtime, you shouldn't work it. But you may say, well, I had to get the work done because I knew what was going to happen, right? If I didn't get the work done, mm-hmm, they'll right. give me a hard time for not getting the work done. So, you know, I kind of, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Well, here's how that works. If you work the overtime, your employer has to pay it, even if they told you not to work it. Now, the fact that you worked them when they told you not to, that may make it a disciplinary issue, but they still have to pay that overtime. They don't get to say, we told you not to, so it's your problem that you did. No. If you worked it, if it was legitimate, in other words, you actually worked as opposed to you know, watching YouTube the whole time, if you actually <laughs> worked, then yes, your employer has to pay that overtime. They can't avoid it. Again, lots of time for you to call in on this uh, Sunday afternoon here, live, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. Got open lines, always ready for your calls. And we're talking about times you can, can't be legally fired, even if severance is paid. Some of these might be surprising, but they are true. So uh, keep track of these. Another one is this, when the employee is working under a fixed-term contract. I love this one. I love it. So you know, we know that the employer can pay severance, and we look at mm-hmm. severance, right, by calculating your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and that tells us how much severance you're supposed to go. Well, it's different if you're on a fixed-term contract. So let me give you an example. Let's say you signed an employment agreement or a contract for a period of 18 months. Let's say for a year and a half. Maybe you're covering a mat, a mat leave or what have you. You work for 18 months. A couple months into it, company says, you know what, not working out, we're going to let you go. Normally, they say, yeah, you're a couple month employee, we'll pay you a couple months severance and off you go. And that would make sense usually. No, they can't do that in a fixed term contract. Why? Because of the fi- in a fixed term contract, if you're let go before the contract ends, the company has to pay you the balance of the contract. 
they have to pay you the remaining time left on this contract. So using the example that I just gave, if you're signed an 18-month contract and you work two months, then you're let go. Well, they have to pay you for another 16 months, even though you're, you've only worked there for a couple of months. So it's certainly, the company can't just pay you severance. They have to pay you the balance of the contract. And I've, I've had cases before, John, where someone signed an agreement for two or three years, were let wow. go shortly thereafter, and the company had to pay them a lot of money. They, they were shocked to find out just how much money they had to pay them. So that's an important rule to understand, an important thing for an employer to understand. Uh, and frankly, I, I'm not even sure why an employer would ever sign an, empl- uh, an employee on a fixed-term contract, but some employers do it. And if you did that, if you signed a contract for a specific period of time with a specific and definite end date, if you're let go before, the company has to pay you the balance. Very important to remember that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Unless it's a project that's got a finite amount of time, I can't imagine the advantage of an employer saying, hey, you know what, let's let's because things might go south on them. They, you don't know if something's going to happen. You've got a guy you've signed a contract for for two years, three months in, you got to get you got to sack him. I mean, that that could be so expensive for an employer, especially a small employer, too. Right. Well, but but it cuts a different way as well. So let's say there is a project that's supposed to last whatever period of time. But First of all, that, you don't know if that's actually going to happen. Maybe the project gets canceled or maybe it gets extended or maybe this employee finishes the project and you realize there's, they're a superstar and you want to keep them. So why actually have a fixed term contract? And here's how employers get this wrong as well. They have you sign a new contract every year uh, for the next year. So every year they have you sign a new contract. So yep. one for a year, the contract expires, another one, another one, another one. Well, the problem with that for employers is that once you sign more than three contracts, those contracts become meaningless. You're considered then an indefinite employee. So that company that thinks you're on your fifth contract, let's just end the contract and not renew it. We don't have to pay this employee anything. No, not at all. They have to pay you severance at that point. I see that often, John, with private schools. They have teachers that are on a one-year contract for the school year, and every year they sign a new contract. Well, guess what? That contract becomes meaningless once we're talking about contract three and beyond. And and if you're let go in that situation, you're going to be owed compensation. So yet another reason as to why employers really shouldn't use fixed term contracts. It doesn't do anything, doesn't help, and it can only get them into trouble. That's that's super interesting. So if we get into the weeds a little bit in this, say someone's uh, been signing a new contract for 15 years and then finally they get let go. Uh-oh, surprise, you owe them severance. Does it go back to year 15 or year 12? Because no, it goes. Good contracts. question. It goes back to the very first contract. Ooh, so damn. you're a 15 year employee, uh, and, and that's happened. I've had con- uh, individuals that have signed about 15 contracts over a period of time, uh, and eventually, after the last contract, company says, "You know what? Now we've decided we're not going to renew. We're going to shake your hand, say goodbye." Assuming at that point they don't know anything wrong. In fact, it could owe as much as two years severance. So there's some important lessons there for employees and employers that I see both of them getting wrong very, very often. Which is why we do this show. We're going to take a short break. Again, if you're listening in Alberta and BC, feel free to give us a call. Lines are open. Ask your questions. It's toll-free, 1-877-399-9898 on this lovely Sunday. And beyond that, you can reach Lior anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that number, 1-855-821-5900. We'll continue after a short break. More Employment Law Show coming up. You bet. We are back. So good to have you with us. Uh, Reaching out here toll-free for the remainder of the show. 
It's one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. As always, we welcome our listeners in both uh, BC and Alberta. Love having you along. Love educating you every week as well. We are talking about uh, the reasons, or at least why, you can't always be legally fired, even if severance is paid. We've gone through a bunch of these and, and dug in pretty deep on these ones, but they're they're really interesting. The next one up, Lior, is this: You cannot, when an employee announces pregnancy or comes back from a mat leave. And the fact that we're even still talking about this is even more shocking. <laughs> it, it is shocking. But in reality, John, we can't talk about illegal terminations without mm-hmm. talking about this. And yes, I can tell you that my team and I still see this far too frequently. And that is situations where someone, usually it happens when someone is trying to come back from a parental leave. It could be a mother or a father trying to come back from parental leave and company says, no, no, we have no job for you. Sorry. And here's your severance package. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, not so fast, not even close. And the reason for that, the law couldn't be clearer. You have to be given your job back. Okay. Whether you're a father taking it or a mother taking parental leave, doesn't matter. Your employer at the end of that leave has to give you your job back. Same job, same pay, same responsibilities. In fact, if the the, the wages or the, the pay for the job has gone up while you're off, they have to give you that new wage. And there's oh, no wow. exceptions to that. Well, I should clarify. The only exception is if something extraordinary happened. The, the department shut down. Everyone in the department was let go. There's nothing else. Yeah, maybe then. But because the company doesn't really feel like it or maybe they they hired someone else and they want to keep that person can't do that that's illegal by by firing someone in that situation uh we're talking about a breach of uh employment standards act we're talking about uh human rights violation talking wrongful dismissal you name it it's all illegal it's all wrong and it's not something that an employer can do and unfortunately still does so you can take the time that you need if you're, a, if you're a parent, when you're ready to come back to work, you advise your employer. If your employer does anything other than say, yes, we're glad to have you back. You're starting again on Monday. If they do anything mm-hmm. other than that, call me. Uh, oftentimes, by the way, if, if that's what you want, uh, a little note from me reminding them that they can't do that solves the issue very quickly. Uh, it's not something an employer can do. And whether they, they do it on purpose or, or, or not, I see it happen far too often. And again, for matters of that nature or anything else, always have the phone number handy to call Lior and his team. Perfect. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Um, again, that's that's maternity leave, parental leave, same job, same pay, back to where you are, just pick up where you left off. A little different maybe for a disability leave if you've been off, say, maybe as long as a mat leave, you've been off a year, maybe 18 months, you come back. Do the same things apply exactly for that type of leave? Great question. And the answer is, no, it's not exactly. So what I mean by that is, as I said, with parental leave, you have to be given your job full stop. With disability leave, you there's no same legal obligation to give you your job back. What there is an obligation is to try to bring you back, to, to make all efforts to bring you back either to the same job or to a similar job. But if it's not available or, or maybe someone else is now doing the job and, and there's really nothing else that the employer can give you, at that point, the employer is allowed to let you go with your full severance. So you don't lose your job just because you're on a disability leave. Your employer is still, when you're ready to come back to work, 
has to make all efforts to bring you back. And if they don't try, if they say, you know, we're just going to let you go, we're not even going to bother to to try to bring you back, that's illegal. That's just as illegal as what we said with respect to parental leave. So right. the obligation may not be as strict, but employers still get that wrong very often. I, I actually, not a week goes by, John, when I don't speak to someone that's off on a disability leave, wants to come back to work. The company either doesn't even respond, doesn't want to take them back, uh, you know, puts them off. Can't do that. That's illegal as well. And, and certainly something that we deal with every day and resolve those issues. Still time left here in the Sunday afternoon to uh, to give us a call. Toll-free 1-877-399-9898 is the way uh, you want to do that. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. We've got a few of those come in already. We'll try to get to some before the end of the show. But in the meantime, talking about times where you can't always be legally fired, even if severance is paid. And uh, that is when an employee makes a harassment complaint. Again, something that has to be taken extremely seriously. So... Workplace harassment, workplace bullying, a very serious issue, and unfortunately, a common one. Uh, you know, when I started practicing law some 20 years ago, no one talked about that. It wasn't really something that was on the radar. Right now, people understand a lot more frequently that you have a right to a safe workplace. You have a right to a harassment-free workplace. Well, what flows from that is you also have the right to tell someone, to tell your employer, if you are being mistreated, if you are being bullied or harassed, or if you're not working in a, a toxic work environment, and if you have a right to tell your employer, your employer then has to take it seriously, has to investigate and do whatever it needs to do to rectify that problem. Taking it seriously is very important. Well, what happens if your employer doesn't do that? If they say, well, we're just going to let you go, you're, you're the squeaky wheel, we'll just let you go so we don't have to deal with this. Man, oh, man, that is illegal, okay? goes back to what I was saying before. We call that a reprisal. You're being mm-hmm. punished for standing up for your rights or asking the employer to meet their legal obligations. Can't do that. So that's illegal. Even if the company says, yeah, yeah, we'll pay you severance. No, 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 that's illegal. There's going to be all kinds of damages and penalties and consequences for an employer that does that. So if you're being bullied, mistreated, harassed, you have the right and you should tell the right person within the company, whether it's the HR person, the owner of the company, whoever the right person is in your company, tell them in writing what's happening, who is involved, and all the information that they need to have. They can't punish you for that. They have to take it seriously, investigate, protect you during that investigation, and ultimately fix that problem. And if they don't live up to that obligation, you call me because – you have that protection. You can never be penalized for ensuring that you have a proper workplace. You got to figure those, uh, you know, smaller scale companies that don't have a robust HR department, say maybe it's a very small shop and the one doing the harassing is the one you're supposed to report to. I guess you're the alternative at that point, yeah? That's right. If, you, if there's really no one to talk to, and sometimes people say, well, you're, you say it, I should tell my employer, but it's my employer that's harassing me. It's the boss. Yeah. It's the owner. Who do I talk to? You're absolutely right. In that situation, it would be a waste of time to try to resolve it internally. So that's where I get involved. You, you have me get involved and I deal with it externally. We can also get you out of there with compensation so you don't have to continue that toxic work environment. So if you can't talk to someone, if there is a proper person that it makes sense to speak to them, definitely do that again in writing. If you can't, if that's not a possibility, or maybe you've tried and nothing's happened, that's mm-hmm. when I get involved.
An employee can't be let go even if severance is paid right before, I love this one, Sneaky, right before an employee, uh, right before that employees do a large bonus or a commission payment. Nice timing. <laughs> nice timing, except that, you know, you're not going to get away with it. And here's right. what I've seen happen. An employee uh, is due a big bonus. Maybe there's a big commission payment that's that's owed to them. An employer says, man, I, I, I wish I didn't have to pay. It's a lot of money. Oh, I know. Let me let the person go before then, and then I've just saved a bunch of money. Wow, is what a great idea. No, not a good idea. Not a good idea, number one, because it's wrong. But, of course, in addition to being wrong, it's not something that you can get away with legally. You can't. If it's obvious you're letting someone go in bad faith because they're owed something uh, and you're trying to avoid paying that to them, you're going to have to pay it anyway and then some. Okay, You can't avoid paying someone something that they've earned by picking a convenient termination date. The law is smarter than that, okay? It's, it, if it was that easy to, to circumvent laws, there would be no point having those laws. So bottom line is, yes, you're, you worked, you're going to get paid. And by the way, I'm going to flip it on its head. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you believe there's a big bonus owed to you. You've done what you needed to do on big commission, and you, you got a new job offer. So you're saying, oh, okay, I'm, I want to take that offer, but I haven't gotten paid that commission check yet. Right. Do I, will I get paid if I, if I leave? Well, the answer to that is if you've done everything you need to do to earn that commission or that bonus, you close the deal or whatever it is you need to earn, then you have to get it paid. Even if you're not physically there or physically employed on the date, the bonus is paid. So you don't lose something that you've earned just because the company lets you go, or even if you've quit yourself. Now, I always say if you're going to quit and, and you expect a payment, let's have a chat. Let me make sure that there's nothing that we're missing, that there's nothing that could change what I just said. But bottom line is if you've earned it, you have to get paid it. Want to get to one more of these before we uh, get to a break and we'll slide it in now. You can't always be legally fired even if severance is paid because of your age. You know, we have a, an aging population across the country, right? Uh, a lot more employees now. Uh, are in their you know 60s and beyond and back in back you know some decades ago you you didn't have too many employees that worked past their you know mid 60s right now you have employees working 60s and 70s and even beyond that and that you have a right to do that there's no mandatory retirement you have a right to work as long as you want the employer can't do anything to you and what your employer certainly can't do is let you go because of your age and I've seen that happen time and time again. You know, you're the oldest person there and the company lets go you and only you and there's really no good reason. Well, at that point, you kind of start seeing and feeling that it's because of your age. That's illegal. That can't be done. That's age discrimination. It's a human rights violation. So an employer can't have age be even a factor in that analysis. You should be judged based on how well you do your job, how good an employee mm-hmm. you are, not on your age. And a company can't avoid that by paying severance. If you feel your age is a factor and you being let go or punished in any way, you really want to get on the phone and call me right away. And with that, we'll take one more wee break here, give you some time. And you still got time here on a Sunday afternoon to give us a call with any questions toll free. one 399 9898 That email address is where we're going next. Stick around. More Employment Law Show coming up. 
And welcome back to it. A few minutes to go, so you can squeeze in that call if you would like. We are live, by the way, toll-free at 1-877-399-9898. Email anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And a website full of information about your employment law rights built just for you. It's free. And inside there is the severance calculator. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Okay, Ron just sent an email over. I want to get to, uh, to Ron's email. It says, hey, Lior, my employer let me go a week after I came back from a medical leave. I just found an ad online where they have posted for a replacement for me. Can they do this? Well, this actually fits in really well with the topic mm-hmm. that we had covered before about being let go for illegal and inappropriate reasons. So, you know, if, if you're coming back from a medical leave or in that situation and you're let go and then all of a sudden, of course, someone is being rehired for your role, well, it's, it kind of starts looking, doesn't it, that, that you're being let go because of your medical condition and that's illegal that can't happen so you know it would be pretty tough i think for a company to explain in this situation that no 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 this is completely unrelated it had nothing to do with the medical condition something else happened here i don't know even what that explanation could be so what we're looking at potentially is a human rights violation and certainly severance and i want to mention one thing though john we Mm -hmm. talked here about all these uh situations where you're not, you can't be let go even if the company pays severance. But I want us to be very clear on this. Even in situations when you can legally be let go as long as severance is paid, chances are that the severance that you've been offered is a lot less than what you're owed. And remember, in over 90% of cases, 90%, that severance that you've been offered, even if like, you may think it's fine, maybe even the company thinks it's fine in reality, is a lot less than what you're owed. And I'm not talking, you know, well, it's a couple weeks short of where it needs to be. I'm talking about it being six months, eight months short of where it needs to be. This happens Mm -hmm. all the time. So even in a situation where the termination itself is legal, it may become illegal because the severance that you've been offered is not what you're owed. Ron, reaching out beyond that email, thank you very much, by the way, for uh, for chiming in with that. one 821 5,900. Sean says, guys, I've uh, been given two choices to reduce my hours significantly or to relocate from uh, BC to Toronto. Wow. What are my rights? <laughs> uh, no, neither of those are, uh, are uh, obligations or terms that an employer can dictate to an employee. Uh, you, you, your, your pay or hours can't be reduced. You can't be made to relocate to a different province. That would be uh, uh, quite the feat. So there's a third option, which is none of the above. So you can tell your employer, thank you, but no thank you. I am not choosing either. I'm choosing to stay in my current job and my current location. Uh, And that's your absolute right. If the company wants to let you go, they can, but they have to pay you severance. So it's not that you have the, the, the obligation to choose between the choices that the company gave you. No, you have a right to the job that you have. In terms of hours, in terms of location, compensation, company can't change that. If they make a unilateral change, that's a constructive dismissal. Uh, And in this situation, if he were to say no, one of two things will happen. Either they'll back off and leave him be, which would be great, or they'll let him go and have to pay him severance. But either way, they can't make him reduce his pay, reduce his hours, certainly not to relocate to a different province. You can insist on your job. If the company wants to pay your full severance, which is which is much, it could be as much as twenty four months. Well, then they can do that. 
Does, is there a situation, I mean, this one's pretty drastic. I mean, you know, they're asking you to move three-quarters away across the country, but say it was just down the street, maybe a few blocks over, and maybe next town over. I don't know, but if it seems to him like, oh, I really love this job. I like all my pals that I work with. Maybe I can give it a shot, see if it's not too upsetting in my life. Does he have that option? So the general rule is with respect to a move, for the move to be considered, quote-unquote, a big deal, a relocation, Right. It needs to increase your, your travel time to and from work by an hour or more. So if your travel time is now increased by an hour because they've relocated, then that's a big deal and that can give rise to a constructive dismissal. But as you were just saying, John, even in those situations, you may tell your employer, employer, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to try this for the next few weeks and see if I can you know, stomach this, this new commute, if it's okay mm-hmm. for me and you know, if it fits in my lifestyle. And then you can try it. And if you still decide after a few weeks that it's too much, you're able to pursue constructive dismissal. So if they move you across the street or, you know, a few blocks over, that's probably not going to be enough to be a constructive dismissal. But it's a significant change. And it doesn't, it's not about kilometers or distance. It's about how it impacts you. If the impact is more than an hour for you to to travel to and from work, well, that's constructive dismissal territory right there. Stan has a, a question here, Leo. Very common. We've heard this from so many, so many people in so many different places. It says, you know, I've not received a pay increase in more than five years. Hello, does my employer have to give me an increase? Certainly, something that would be extremely frustrated. So I can understand exactly uh, where Stan is coming from here. And you know, five five years is a long time. And you know, these days with with inflation and the cost of living increasing, having that pay increase may be more important than ever. That said and this may be shocking to some people, is there is no legal obligation to provide a pay increase. Unless, of course, it's outlined in a contract of employment or a collective agreement. But unless it's in a contract document, an employer does not have the legal obligation to provide a pay increase. There's the business reasons why they would want to do that. There's the, you know, the moral reasons as to why they would want to do that. But from a legal standpoint, they don't have to. So if your employer pays you what they've agreed to pay you, that's what they have to do. Even though, you know, you may say that money goes, you know, not as far now because cost of living has increased. In that situation, I certainly would recommend having a discussion with your employer. A lot of times the employer is going to see it your way. They'll understand that to keep good employees, you have to be fair and you have to adjust what you pay them. But if your employer ultimately decides, no, we don't care, we're not going to be reasonable, we're not going to increase your pay, not much you can do to force them uh, to do it. You can obviously look for another job. That may teach them a lesson right there. But there's no legal obligation in most cases to provide a pay raise. Still got some time to slip in a quick call. If you'd uh, like ask a question, if any of this is stirring any questions for you, one 399 toll free. Debbie, love this one, says, Lior always talks about negotiating severance, but my employer let me go, told me that, well, they've made me a good severance offer, and we're not going to increase it. Should I bother having my severance offer reviewed? Well, think about it. Can you imagine an employer saying, here's, a, here's our severance offer, but it's actually really bad, okay? So <laughs> we'll give you more if you ask for it. No, right? Every employer that makes you a severance offer is going to tell you, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a very good offer. You really should accept it. It doesn't matter what they say because your employer doesn't get to decide if it's good or bad. I don't get to decide. You don't get to decide. The law makes that decision for us. And if your severance offer is not good, your employer is going to have to pay you more. doesn't matter if they want to. doesn't matter if it makes them happy. They'll have to because it's a legal obligation. 
So to negotiate your proper severance is not complicated because if your employer won't do it willingly, I'll make them do it. That's why we have a legal process and a legal system here. So it's your job, the employee, to make sure that your software is good before you sign on that dotted line. You can't take your employer word for it. If you do, you may realize when it's too late that you signed off on a bad offer. And like we always say, right, even even on the side, you want to quietly check uh, on your own pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, run uh, run what they've put you or at least given you through the uh, severance calculator, put in the information you need to put in, 30 seconds work, and you'll come out with a number backing exactly what you said, Lee, or it might actually be flabbergasting what they've owed you or at least what they've given you compared to what they owe you, right? Definitely worth trying pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free and anonymous, the very first place you go to if you lost your job or even are worried about losing your job. Jeff, we'll get him uh, probably last one in before the, uh, we wrap up for the day. Jeff says, I'm a salesperson, Lior, and have been with the company for 15 years. The first eight <laughs> the first eight years, I was an independent contractor, and then I became an employee. I'm 47 years old. How much severance should I be getting? Well, your severance is going to be calculated based on your whole time. You don't cease right. to be an employee just because of the fact that the company chose to call you something else. You were probably an employee all along, so it can't all your time. You're not, you're not magically transformed to contractor and employee. You're likely an employee all along in that situation. And we are done. Thank you so much for joining us. Reaching out now, it's going to be one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Those emails came from there. And then finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show.